0: All right, so this is episode four of the 3D Community Church Podcast. Again, we're just trying to give you an outlet to seek God's word in the middle of the week, whether you want to dive deeper into the sermon that was preached on Sunday, or you just want you know to catch up because you missed it, or you want to share it with somebody. If you like what we're doing, leave a like, a comment, a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. It'll help us get found more, show up higher in the search results, and just help us spread God's word further. So uh we wrapped up a, a four part series on Jonah uh and then we have Palm Sunday coming up next week then Easter. Um so Charlie referred to this as kind of a free free square free day in the middle right yeah where where the topic was uh who is influencing you?
1: Yes. Right? Yeah. And what's funny, <clears throat> I get so involved on, and, and first of all, if y'all are watching this, we, we've we got these nice little microphones now that I'm trying to get used to making sure I speak into, and they're not working, So, but we're still using them yeah. just so we can start getting used to them, but they, they should be working next time, so the sound's going to be better next yes. time. And yeah. we know the sound, listen, let me tell you something, we know what we're doing right now is not... Excellent top, top quality. It's not top yeah. quality, but it's yeah. uh it's Equate brand, you know. It's, yeah. It's, we, yeah, it's the Walmart brand right now. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got I got a saying that you know some is better than none, and done is better than perfect. Right? We yeah. could we could have waited until next week when we have everything perfect, and we probably still won't have it all perfect. We could have waited until then, but we don't know who the first you know three episodes have already touched and reached, and yeah. and I've gotten some good feedback, you know on. The comments and stuff where we know people are watching. We had a whole like eighteen plays last week. I oh mean, really? Which, yeah, on the podcast, which you know um, it isn't you know it's not eighteen thousand plays, but we got eighteen people listening. And hey, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> I don't know who you know is
0: listening out there to this, but you know we're we're going to continue to put this out even if it's not perfect because it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah,
1: and 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 but. Y- and the good thing is, if you're, you know, I don't know if they see this on video, they'll be able to go back and see it progress. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, we started out in the office. Eh, that was whatever, you know, yeah. so now we've moved up into, we've dedicated a room to this thing, you know. Yeah. Um, now we know we're, we need to work on sound. So, you know, each, yep. each episode should just get better and better. Yeah. So our sound going to get better and better, you know, but the the message you talk, talked
0: on, you know, where um, who influences you, it's something that. It's The second time this has come up, right? Because we had men's breakfast where we talked about the same thing, right? About accountability, right? Yeah. And, and who is holding you accountable? Who are you around? Yeah. You know, the people that you are around, you know, um, living the same, you know, life that you want to live, right? Following God's word, or, you know, um, are the people holding you accountable not doing that? And, and what the outcome might be on both sides of things. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's funny how, you know, Ever since we started doing this podcast, we got multiple things that, you know, keep on coming back up and slapping me in the face. Well, mm-hmm. Not necessarily slapping me in the face, but just coming right back up and being yeah. recurring themes. But um, I, it, it hit home for me is, you know, um, I know that I, you know, if I look at what I do right now, just in general in my life, that I'm influencing some people. Mm-hmm. But when I ask myself prior to this, who's influencing me? Um, almost all the answers would have been secular answers, right? I listened to podcasts on real estate marketing, Listen to podcasts on sales and marketing tactics and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, but now, you know, I do this with you every week and I at least got that positive, yeah. you know, influence. So um, before we walked in, I, I sat in the truck when you pulled up and, and I was, you know, um, saying a prayer that, you know, uh, help me to find the right people to put around me yeah. that can pour into me. Yeah. So, it's, it's been powerful.
1: Well, and I tell you this, um, and we shouldn't always, you know. You just said a statement, and um, I don't want you to feel like I'm correcting you or you sure. know. But sometimes we we can just watch a little bit of what we say because, like, not everything is a slap in the face, you know. Just mm-hmm. because you felt that way, or like, okay, this part is not in my life, it doesn't mean that um, that's a, it's it's bad, you yeah. know. It's like we just need this to maybe be a little bit better, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think about like, I've got a boat. We, I'm a boat guy and we love to go out on the boat. And last year I bought a boat and uh, it was an older one and uh, it had like a lot of oxidation on it and it was faded. Some some of the color was faded. And so I started watching a video on how to restore the boat, you know, and bring it. And, and you know, do I, I was like, do I need to get it painted? Do I need to get it redone? Is there a way to restore it? And in the video, it started talking about there was a three-part process. And the first process was called the cut process. You needed to use a supercut. And it was basically like a a paste with sand in it, you know. And he said that sand's going to, like, break down that paint, and it's going to break down that surface, and it's going to take anything off of that surface, but it'll protect the paint. It'll protect Mm -hmm. the boat. It'll even fill in scratches and voids, you know, as as it does it. And then, you know, uh, and I feel like that's where we are from when we, when we get saved. You know, we repent and we, you know, we have now, we, we've got to get some stuff cut out of our life, that hard stuff. You know, yeah. we do have to take a slap in the face there, you know, and, and think we do feel guilty. We feel regret. We feel remorse on things. You know, Lord, I'm sorry for the way I've acted. And Lord, forgive me, I'm going to repent, you know. But then there's the second phase, which is the polishing, the po- polishing process And in that, that's when you're really starting to bring the color out and put a shine on that thing, you know. And for something like this, it might not be a slap in the face and guilt all the time, but this is just something that's going to polish you. It's just going to make you so much better, you know, when you have people in your life, you know. Um, And then there's the third process, which is wax. And the wax, he said, the wax, man, is, you know, first thing people do is when they want to restore something like this is they want to go get the, the most expensive wax they can and put it on there. And then the guy told us in the video, he said, um, use the cheapest wax. You, wax doesn't matter. He said, the only thing the wax is going to do is protect everything else that you've already done, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, you know, sometimes we just, we've repented. That was the cut process trying to, you know, go to church, you know, do life with other Christians, holding each other account. That's the, that's, that's the, uh, um, um, going to church and all that. That's like the polishing. We're learning, you know, and then accountability is like the waxing, you know, you put that on to protect all the work that you've done. You know what I'm saying? And, and so when we have a, you know, and I told, you know, everybody Sunday, I've got, you know, some people in my life that hold me accountable and, and some, you know, some of them are pastors and, And even in those guys, they're not like, you know, hey, man, you know, how big is your church or how much money y'all taking in or how many people's been saved or how many people's been baptized, which is all those are great questions. But, you know, they're really there to hold me accountable as a person, you know, and um, I'm a person before I'm a pastor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Um we can ask pastoral questions later but as a person how is your prayer life you know and i think back on a book too that i really recommend and we have talked a lot about doing this this series again within our church it's a very powerful one called Christian Atheist and it's by Craig Rochelle and he says um uh, you know, like Christian Atheist what is that you know and yeah. and uh you know how can i be a christian and atheist at the same time and, and the whole point of the book is he says i i believe god exists but I live my life as if he doesn't, Mm. you know? And so we need people to hold us accountable to make sure we know God exists, but we need people to hold us accountable to make sure that we're living our life as if he does exist also, you know? Yeah, that's a powerful uh, way to put it because I think that's
0: probably true for a lot of people, right? Like that, you know, I I believe God exists, but you can tell a lot about what someone, you know, is fully committed to by how they spend their time Mm -hmm. and how they spend their money, Mm -hmm. right? Because um, when I said slap in the face, it's just, that's a common term, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really took it as a way to improve because since we started doing this, you know, my, my routine on a daily basis was usually to you know, yeah, I wake up, I throw a a real estate podcast on, right. I'm I'm cranking out ideas on how to make the real estate business better. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I'm throwing the Bible app on and listening to a commentary Bible and diving deeper into the message that we just went a lot, a lot, for a lot of reasons that, you know, we're going to have this meeting and I need to be kind of prepared for it. But I found myself, you know, this, this week, uh, you know, just little changes being made. I I look at it as a way for improvement where, Um, I looked at the production numbers going into May and I said, we're a little light on production on what's set to close in May for my business. And used to before, I'd say, you know, well, how do I work harder, grind harder, work mm. longer? You know, and, and I, I started to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then something in me told me to say, you know, calm down, yeah. you know, like God's yeah. got this, right? God's got this, yeah. And, and instead of waking up that morning and getting to, you know, how can I grind harder? I, I, I listened to the book of Luke, you mm-hmm. know, and then you know for for an hour you know while I was getting you know the day started and then uh you know my, my prayer that morning was you know help me to not worry help me to not stress over the production in my business because I know if I just you know strive to live God's word that you're gonna take care of me yeah. right yeah um and then you know the day starts and my phone rings yeah you know and I I go out and I write a contract yeah you know and then the next day my phone rings. And somebody who had sent me a referral six months ago said, Hey, we're finally ready to yeah. sell that land that we talked about. And, you know, call those things coincidence if you want to. And the goosebumps popped goose, up on my yeah. arm, you know, but uh it just, you know, that, that happened yesterday and the day before yesterday, yeah. right? These are real things.
1: And what's really great is when you say things like that. And then <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun when you live your life according to the Bible and you don't even realize this, you're, you're just bringing scripture to life while you're doing it you know and just as you said that i was thinking matthew 6 33 seek ye first the kingdom of god and all other things will be added unto you yeah and in that he was talking about day-to-day things he was like he said he said look at the birds in the air do you see them storing up food no mm. because they know that i'm going to provide for them and he's like how much more important are you than just the birds that fly around your father's going to provide for you seek ye first the kingdom and all other things will be added unto you. And that's one way, man, that uh Crystal and I have raised our family. We've we've put our marriage is we've put we do everything we can to put and honor God in everything. Seek ye first the kingdom. Uh we got we, you know, one of the reasons we got married so young was because we, you know, after we decided one day that we were gonna believe the Bible for everything it said and we were gonna do our best to try to live it out. And then, you know, hey, found out can't have sex without being married, according to the Bible. So we quit having sex, and but yeah we got engaged, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we yeah. got married, and, and and we honored God with that. And uh, I even tell people today, you know, whenever I do like premarital counseling, you know, uh, you know, why am I marrying you? Why is a preacher marrying you? Mm-hmm. You can go down to the courthouse and get married in ten minutes, and go back and have a party, you know. Yeah. And and you know what's funny? A lot of people don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. And uh but, but they believe they believe in God. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, and then, I tell them I say I represent God that day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And and if, and so if you want God in your marriage, what are you doing to honor God before you get married? Yeah. And then I tell them quit having sex. Don't have sex no more until the wedding day, you know? Yeah.
0: I got to read that book because that comes right back to that Christian atheist thing. Yeah, because most of those people, if they're asking you to marry them, and they don't want to go down to the courthouse, they believe in God, mm-hmm. but they may not be living their life in you know in that manner. Correct. Right, or in, at least in certain aspects. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, I know that uh, you know leading up into Easter, the we the sermon you talked about how. Um, uh, Simon, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus had this intimate conversation with Simon. Like, Simon, Simon, I got to tell you something, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and even though... How did, was, that, did that go over Yeah, well yeah, to you? it definitely did. It, you
1: know, and I listened to it again afterwards. Because I know. just kind of winged that, you know. I mean, I had got it. <laughs> I had picked up on it as I was reading it. And then, you know, and it just kind of <laughs> hit me to pull Dylan, you know, up on stage. Yeah, and, no,
0: I thought it went great because it really showed me that, like, you know, man... You know, as humans, right, like we're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Jesus struggled with this and he said, I know you're gonna fail, but it's still gonna be okay, mm-hmm. right? And he failed, and, you know, we fail, you know, every day when uh, in our circumstances, but he literally had Jesus, you know, say, Simon, Simon I gotta tell you something, you know, yeah. and you're gonna go into a tough situation where people are gonna be testing you and, and you're gonna deny you, me three yeah. times, right? And I relate that to today, right? And I I think you, you know, I know you did too in the sermon that, like, um, do we deny God all the time as well? By we see a a conversation happening in our school systems that we should be speaking up about. Mm. We get a feeling that we should be speaking up about. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, you know, like, I even got time for that right now. Like, you know, they're crazy over there. Yeah. Right. What's happening? I do this, right? We got our kids homeschooled because we were worried about the influences of whatever teacher they ended up with and whatever kids they ended up beside. Yeah. I look at it as, you know, it's a, it's a dice roll. It's yeah. a coin flip.
1: It is, man. It's, it's a, they end up at the wrong lunch table. Yeah.
0: And, you know, who's influencing them?
1: Yeah. Well, and it's another thing, too. All right, so there's a whole other side to that because I've struggled with that myself. You know, our kids go to uh, Grace private school, you know, Christian school. Absolutely love it. Uh, they, I love it as a as a parent for sure. Because you know, Wednesdays is chapel. They're doing praise and worship. They have Bible study every morning before class. You know, um, I, I love that. But then here is the flip side of that. I've raised my kids to be a messenger of Jesus Christ, and they could go. If are we trained. are we missing yeah. out on them being an influence in public school? You know, and so. Yeah. Um, that that's that's the side of it, you know. Um, um, how how are we raising our kids at home, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and I and I I struggle with this right now too, and and, and not necessarily just yet, but I know there's going to come a time when, like, we've raised our kids to a certain point where, you know, if we if we really want to maximize their impact on God's kingdom, that we got to turn them loose and put them out into the world. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a quote. And I'm going to butcher it, but it said like you know um, don't be worried about the time you were born in. If you think it's like a terrible world out there, like, uh, you know, um, the world needs dragon slayers, Mm. you know, to strip, to slay the dragons. And maybe you were born at just the right time because, you know, you're going to be a dragon slayer. And I, I wholeheartedly believe we're, we're raising dragon slayers. Mm. We're homeschooling them. Mm -hmm. Some people say we're, you know, a lot of people will say like, you know, man, like they ain't going to have no social skills. You keep them in a bubble. But, a lot of people grow plants in a greenhouse Mm -hmm. to protect them from the environment Mm -hmm. outside until they're ready to be put out, you know, into the environment. And I feel like that's what we're doing, you know, that we're keeping them in an environment because you can't control it. You put them into school and you don't know the kids that they're around Mm -hmm. and the teacher's views. Yeah. And you can put them into a Christian school. And we did, you know, they were at grace, Um, you know, But we still just don't know who they are being influenced by unless we're sitting there at the lunch table with them. And that's awkward, you know, like we're not not doing that.
1: Well, and and going along with your story, um, your your philosophy on that is not your philosophy, but people think, you know, a lot of times they put their kids in school, they're never going to have to deal with stuff. You know, you change that environment and they won't have to deal with it. And you can only be an influence for so long. The Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go. When they're older, they won't depart from it. Yeah. But that don't, all right, so if they won't depart from it, that means there's going to be a time where they're going to have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And so that choice is going to look like temptation. And the reason I say that, you look at uh, Adam and Eve, they were homeschooled. I mean, man, they were put in a perfect situation. They were put in the Garden of Eden. God came down mm-hmm. walked with them in the middle of the day. There was yeah. nobody else around. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, there, there was no greater situation yep. than that. And then one influence came through mm-hmm. and said, um, and, and here's the danger uh, of homeschool. There's a, there's a lot of great things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I shouldn't even say danger, but a lot of people's perception is, you know, if I homeschool, my kids are never going to have to face this, this, is No, they're going to face it at, at some point. Yeah, they're going to face it. They just might not face it as early, but one day they're going to walk out and they're going to see something they've never seen before, mm-hmm. and they're going to be on their own to make a conscious decision: Am I going to eat this apple or not? You know, I've, yeah. I've ate all this other stuff. I've seen all this, but now there's there's this, and uh, and for some people, it's like they've been sheltered. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and and they think, well, if I shelter my kid, if I grow them in a greenhouse. And they're never gonna to have to fake that. it's coming, mm-hmm. you know, and the and 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 so our prayer needs to be, and I'm not knocking nobody for doing homeschool, we've considered it, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we we ended up going with with a, a private school model, but we we like the environment our kids are growing up in. Um, but there's gonna come a day, and my kids have already been in some situations to where just because we've Put them in those those type of schools in those environments. Don't mean that they're not going to run across a tree with a shiny red apple yeah. growing on it. And we just our prayer needs to be not that we keep them out of this environment. We, when they do leave this environment, that we have made a, enough impact influence on yeah, them hundred that they will make the right decision on their own. That that would be the greatest. Yeah thing to come out of this you know yeah and, and that's something that you know i've
0: thought about in my head that like you know eventually i'd like my kids to you know i don't know if i'd like them to be in public school but i, I definitely like to put them out there you know and yeah. um have them make an impact on the world and and, and i've thought about in my head like if i were to put them in public school i'd want them to go into public school when they are emotionally mature enough and i poured enough into them that when a teacher starts to try to influence the class on yeah. something that they don't agree with, right? Because of how we've, you know, trained them and raised them that they've got the an intellectual and emotional capacity to, to, to change that teacher's direction. Mm-hmm. And that's a big task for a kid. For a kid. You know, it's a big task for an adult. Um, yeah. So I struggle with when is that right time? I know it's going to come and I, and that's part of my prayer is that I'll know, I'll know when it's the right time because there's another quote I like that it talks about bow hunting and it said that, you know, uh, parenting and raising a child is a lot like shooting an arrow, that you can do all the prep work in the world. You can refine your bow, you can refine your arrow, get all the upgrades, you can adjust for when, you can pull back, but eventually you got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Right? And have yeah. faith that you lined it up in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I pray that we know when that right time
1: is. Yeah. Plus, well, like you said, dragon slayers, you know, yeah. We can think of all the things that happen but the opportunity to be when that dragon shows up yeah and we don't determine when the dragon shows up the yeah. dragon just shows up yeah and we got to be ready for the fight
0: Yep. so but to talk about how that relates to, to you know to Simon he he was shouting from the rooftops that like you know you, you got fired up and when you're you know preaching on Sunday about this part that you know I'm so bought into this thing I'll go to jail for you I will die for you mm-hmm. and then and hours later, He's around a group of his peers late at night, late at night, having fun. They're like, you know, they're joking on, you know, or they're, you know, denouncing followers of Jesus. And like, you know, you're one of them, aren't you? Yeah. You know, nah, you know,
1: nah, bro, nah, (laughs) bro, no, not me, you know. uh, Well, I guess, I guess if this is the raw version, one of the things I wanted to say, but I didn't say it to keep it a little PG 13, but you know, when they, it's talking about they lit the torches in the courtyard and, and it was. Right before dawn. Yeah. So you got to think about that. He said before the rooster crows, which means it's, it's right before it's dawn. early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's like early in the morning, late, you know, and you look at society today. They're, they're, they're in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> or just leaving the club. Yeah. Hanging out at the bar, you know, and nothing good happens. You know, I've never been around a bunch of people that were drunk and said, I got a good idea. And yeah. it turns into a good idea, <laughs> you know. And then I had one lady, she said, my daddy used to tell me I had to be home at 12 o'clock because ain't nothing open past 12 except legs and liquor stores, <laughs> you know. And yeah, so nothing good comes out about that time. And sure enough, you got all these people in this courtyard, man, just, oh, let's see who they got. Oh, yeah, let's kill him. Oh, yeah, that's yep. that Jesus dude, you know. And and even the people, I believe when they were saying, you know, Simon was with him, they were like, hey, let's kill this dude too. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So Yeah, I think
0: so. You know, and. And that goes to show you that, like, even though Simon was uh, a follower, one of the closest followers of Jesus, yeah. Yeah. hours before he was with Jesus in an intimate conversation saying, you know, you know, I- I'll die for you yeah, because he put himself around the wrong influence.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, he denied Jesus, you know, hours after he just, you know, got done saying that, you know, I live my life only for you. Yeah. Um, and that's powerful, too, because we can be in that situation on Sunday where you're preaching a sermon and it hits us, where you got full body goosebumps and, you know, you're like, man, I'm going to change everything I, you know, I'm doing right now and follow God. And then you put yourself right back in the wrong influence on Monday mm-hmm. and you deny yeah. Jesus just like right back You're right, did, back, in, yeah, right? You're right so back into that courtyard. That's the message right now that, you know, I'm taking from this is that, you know, you just need to be, you know, around the right people. That's yeah. part of the do life together, yeah. right? Um, and, Be careful about the influences you let into your life, right? That's part of my prayer outside right now. It's like, you know, uh, help me not to let the wrong influences in, Mm -hmm. right? I've said this saying a bunch of times before that we need to stand as a guardian at the gates of our mind, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, everything we let in influences who we become and Mm -hmm. who we are on a daily basis. Um, So... That's What I took out of it, you know, um, yeah, and, and I know we're rolling into Palm Sunday and Easter, yeah, and, and everybody listening, like, you know, Easter's the Super Bowl of you know churches, yeah, more people attend Easter and Christmas one and two, um, than any other sermon. So, if you've been thinking about somebody who needs to come, right, get them there, right, tell them we're gonna have donuts and donut holes, tell them <laughs> we're gonna have. Tell them we're going to have the Easter Bunny there. Bring your kids, you know, because they're going to have a skit and an Easter egg hunt. Whatever it is to get them there, right? You know, even if they're coming that Sunday for, you know, for those things, right? Yeah. Have faith that if you just get them in the building, God will bring them back again, you know? And he might not bring them back again the next week.
1: Yeah. He might bring them back again six weeks later, you know? Yeah. and I want, I want to go on the record just for the Easter Bunny because of the world we live in. Yeah. And I just want to get this on the record because so, yeah. there there could be somebody that disagrees with what we're doing for that yeah. Sunday, and that we can refer them back to this podcast. But, yeah. you know, um, uh, kids are attracted to Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. That's the world that we live in. Jesus is, is uh, you know, in secular homes, Jesus is second when, you know— on easter the uh, first is uh easter bunny easter eggs candy easter egg hunts dressing up in pastel colors Yep. Th- that those all are seem to be the things that take priority i looked up a thing the other day it was uh uh i just typed in easter stats and man it went through and it was like over a hundred stats for easter and when i got down to like 98 99 it talked about church and, and the resurrection the rest of it talked about how much candy they sold last mm. year in Easter, uh, uh, how many Easter baskets. It talked about like where the world's biggest Easter egg hunt was, which was over five hundred thousand eggs. I say I got that stat, you know. Yeah. And out of a hundred stats for Easter, only two of them involved Jesus Christ and the resurrection. Easter Bunny and the commercialized stuff took first place. So, but here's the thing: I'm willing to t- to uh, use commercialized stuff to get the children to bring the parents, so we can teach them about Jesus. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus said, "I I will make you fishers of men." And in order to be a fisherman today, we have to use bait. Mm. So the Easter bunny, it, it listen, yeah. The church, we got to play sometimes. Uh, I heard Craig Rochelle say, "We would do anything short of sin." to reach people for Jesus. Yeah, And when you start talking about fishing, there has to be bait. And that Easter Bunny, we're gonna use him like bait when it comes Sunday. And what we're doing is we're taking the whole message. The Easter Bunny will be there, the kids will enjoy it, but we've got a skit laid out to where uh, our teachers and somebody, I can't remember how this skit's gonna go exactly, but somebody is gonna teach the Easter Bunny the true meaning of Jesus. And while the kids are in there having a good time and they brought their parents, we're going to teach people the true message of Easter uh, from the stage. Yep. So so we're having the Easter Bunny there for
0: the right reasons, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm a realtor. I feel like I always come back to talk about real estate somehow. But it's, it's your life. We're, we're in a battle. You know, the, the most valuable real estate in the world is not on the beach somewhere. It's not in New York City somewhere. It's the six inches between your ears, mm. you know. The, there's Ford you know, and Apple and, and Facebook and Google. They spend billions upon billions of dollars to dominate the six inches between the minds of people, right? Mm-hmm. To, to stay front of mind, to get their attention, right? It's the most valuable real estate in the world. And you know, we're competing with a ton of sin out there. We're competing with the devil trying to dominate the most valuable real estate in the world. Yeah. And we got to do things like this to grab people's attention right? There's a reason why when they, you know, do a Ford commercial, they don't just say, hey, we got nice trucks, you know, (laughs) right? It's cinematic. It's, you know, it tries to capture your attention, you know? Um, And so we got to do those same things. And I think this is great that we are doing this. And it gives all of you that have friends that with kids an opportunity if you've been thinking about inviting them to church you know and you're, you're worried about how you're going to ask them or how you're going to do it or, or being awkward about it it's super easy to say you know hey you know they're doing an easter egg hunt at our church you know it's gonna be a really cool thing for the kids you know you should bring them yeah easy so yeah. um that's it right that's it man yeah this... okay so that's episode four of 3d community church podcast again uh, share this with a friend, like it, comment it, review it on one of the podcast platforms because it's going to help us show up, up higher in the search results, reach more people. We're going to continually get better. These won't just be for looks next time. Hopefully, um, they'll actually work so that we'll have some you know higher quality audio. But we're just trying to spread God's word uh, and give you an outlet to see God's word in the middle of the week. So 3D Community Church, out. God bless. We